Support for The Bittersweet Life comes from Clyde Hill Publishing, partner and publisher for founders, innovators, thinkers, and tinkerers. Clyde Hill works with non-traditional authors to help bring their ideas and lessons to life. Their newest title is I Had No Idea You Were Black by Ronald Crutcher. Whether navigating cancel culture at the University of Richmond, where he serves as president in the heart of the former Confederacy, or teaching Northeast liberals the true meaning of functional diversity, Dr. Crutcher offers lessons on life and leadership that none of us can afford to ignore. To learn more about Clyde Hill's services and books, visit ClydeHillPublishing.com or Clyde Hill Pub on Twitter. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Tiffany Parks. Hello, and welcome to The Bittersweet Life. I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. Now, I don't know about you, but I like to mark and remember specific dates. I like to remember them when they come around, if it's an important date that has somehow impacted me or the world in some way. Not just birthdays and wedding anniversaries, the anniversary of the your first date with your partner, things like that. That's all well and good as well. I like to do that too. But I'm talking about dates that are a little bit more universal. One of those dates for us here in Italy is March 9th. Now, Today, this episode is coming out on March 11th, or to be perfectly specific, the night between March 10th and March 11th. But I'm recording this on March 9th. The reason that this date, I think for most Italians alive right now, we're going to remember at least for the next couple of years is because this is the day that the prime minister, the former prime minister, one year ago announced that Italy, the entire country, will be going into full lockdown, total red zone for the entire country. These lockdown measures and restrictions and stay-at-home orders and things like that, they seem so normal to us now. Just another update to get used to, but back on March 9th, it seemed impossible. It seemed completely unprecedented, and it was completely unprecedented. It was something that none of us at least those of us who were not alive perhaps during the darkest days of World War II and living here in in Italy. I don't think any of us have ever experienced such a strict restriction on our movements and on our personal, personal daily freedom. The interesting thing, as I remarked a year ago, was that Italians were very willing, for the most part, to cooperate for the good of the country. It was a very interesting time. I speak of it as if it's in the past, and of course it isn't really in the past. There are parts of Italy right now that are considered red zones. There are lots of parts of Italy that are orange zones, and currently only one region in the entire country is a white zone. So we're not out of the woods by any means, but I did want to sort of think back, not to the time of of restriction that we, you know, experienced so, so heavily during those first two months, particularly, but rather the sort of the atmosphere before that, because I was looking through my old pictures 
it was exactly one year since that night that Claudio and I went out for that pizza. I wrote about it in our newsletter. If you're not signed up for our newsletter, uh, just send us, uh, drop us a message either on social media or you can just write us through our website and we can get you on our newsletter. But I wrote about this then because I remember that night. I remember that moment so well because slowly, slowly things were starting to change and we saw that and we saw what was happening in Northern Italy. In Milan, they had already gone on, gone into full lockdown maybe one or two days before Thinking back, it all happened very, very quickly, although it seemed to be happening in slow motion at the time. I believe the schools were already closed. I think they closed on March 5th. And I said to Claudia, you know, we've been talking for ages about going to our favorite pizza place, which we haven't done in ages. Um, Let's do that tonight, because otherwise I really don't think we're going to be able to go. And we did. And the restaurant was packed. And I thought to myself, hmm, maybe things aren't so bad. Maybe people aren't as worried as we thought. Not that, of course, people being worried is any indication of how things are going. But we did go out. We went out the next day as well. We took a long walk in the center of Rome, and I have a picture of myself standing in one of my favorite little piazzas, Piazzetta di San Sermione. I asked Claudia to take my picture. Now, I do not have an Instagram husband, I should just point out. I do not have a husband who takes, who trails along after me and takes my picture. I have to uh, get him in the right mood and, you know, and hope that he'll take more than one photo so that I can, like, choose between, see if any of them are good. So I don't generally ask him to take my picture. And I instead take pictures of him and Aurelio, <clears throat> generally from behind, so they don't see that I'm taking them. But I asked him to take my, my picture because for some reason, I don't know, I just had a feeling I had a feeling this was our last walk in the center for a very long time. I mean, looking back, I suppose two months isn't a very long time. But when you can't leave your house, of course, it seems like it is. And of course, it was just the next day on March 9th, one year ago today, as I'm taping this, that the government announced that lockdown and the world just seemed to grind to a halt, at least for those of us here in Italy. And it wouldn't be but about a week, 10 days at the most, before the United States and most of the world was in the same place. It was about a week before that day, it was about a week before that decree, that Katie and I taped our first episode talking about the virus. It actually came out on March 9th, again, one year ago today. It was the night between March 8th and March 9th. If you want to look that up, that is episode 304, Virus, aptly named. But we taped that on March 2nd, and we mentioned that in the podcast because for whatever reason, scheduling reasons, we had to tape that about a week in advance. And we admitted on the show, on, on air, we said, you know, this might be dreadfully out of date by the time it goes to air. And uh, looking back, I couldn't help but laugh as I listened to it to hear myself say, hey, maybe this will all be blown over in a week. <laughs> and of course, it was on the day that it actually aired that Italy went into lockdown. A week ago today, I was not nearly as concerned as I am today. Exactly. So Right. It could have all blown over. Let's let's be hopeful. Maybe this is all blown over down to zero cases around the world. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone just collectively laughed. Or at least no new, not very many new cases. I don't know. I know what you're saying. I'm just putting it, I'm just putting it out there. It could happen. (laughs) You know, there's also this weird fear that I always have about, talking about diseases because you know how 
every time you say, oh, yeah, I haven't been sick all winter, uh, then you're mm-hmm. like the very next day you you have coronavirus, you know, <laughs> so I feel like we're talking about coronavirus as people without coronavirus. And by next week, when this airs, we'll have it. This is the thing, Katie. And I'm sure that a lot of people feel like me. I am so confused by this whole thing. Not confused as to what the facts are, but confused as to what the danger really is. I feel like this could go either way. I feel like this could totally blow over and everyone could be like, okay, this was bad. And of course, it's a tragedy to the people who died, but it's not as scary as it seems. Mm-hmm. Or I think it could go the other way. I think it could be it could be something like really devastating. And I don't know how to feel about it. I know. It's giving me anxiety just not really knowing how to deal with it. I don't think that anyone could have predicted that exactly one year later, we would still be very much in the middle of this pandemic. We're all so thankful that the vaccine is here, that it's being administered very quickly in some places. In Italy, not quite as well, but hopefully we'll catch up eventually. But we're still there. We're still wearing masks every day, at least here in Italy. You know, we're still many people staying home, choosing not to go out. Most people aren't traveling. It just strikes me as crazy that it's been a full year and that we're still here. And it also strikes me as crazy that it's only been a year. Because how long has this year felt to you? If you're like me, it has felt incredibly long. And I just didn't want this day to go unmarked. Thanks for listening to this bittersweet moment. I'm Tiffany Parks. Join us again. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review and tell all of your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife at mail.com or find us using the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Thanks to Clyde Hill Publishing for supporting this program. Find inspiring and thought-provoking nonfiction with a focus on founders, innovators, thinkers, and tinkerers at ClydeHillPublishing.com or Clyde Hill Pub on Twitter.